Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Gigi and the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thanks for coming to my podcast today. I appreciate it. Okay, let's see. Lots of stuff going on in the world. Not just our own country, but the world. Mm, Let's don't talk about that. Let's just talk about some other things. Let's talk about ketchup. Mm, Probably not the way you think. Let's talk about Vaseline. Um, <laughs> oh, I have some I have some fun things to talk about today. So don't go anywhere. Stay with me. First up, let's talk about ketchup. Right out of the chute. Ketchup is in the news today. Starting yesterday, ketchup was in the news. But did you know a popular thing? It's a Canadian thing, French Canadian thing. Mm, during the month of June, it's over now, just over. But there was this whole thing about ketchup popsicles. Now, I like ketchup on fries. I don't use ketchup willy-nilly on a lot of things like eggs and, and what have you. A lot of people do, no judgment. But to take ketchup and, and make it into a popsicle is just something I have no interest in. They look really pretty though. They're they're a deep red color as as they would be. Ah, I, I just can't imagine eating frozen ketchup and 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 having it as a as a as a what savory dessert? Is that an oxymoron? I think it probably is. Yeah, that's a thing. So if you have, back in the day, my mom had these things from Tupperware and it was a tray, a plastic tray, and then these little sleeves and you made your own popsicles for the summer. You, whatever you wanted to pour in there, like uh, any kind of fruit base liquid. Um, and then it had a little stick that went in and a, in a cover. So, and then you, you, put them in the tray, put, excuse me, put them in the freezer, and you had your own popsicles. <coughs> excuse me. So, huh, if you have that, you can do it. You can still get those. I I'm, I'm, have no doubt. On Amazon, you can get anything anymore. Nothing is really, nothing is really over. Before we talk about Vaseline, that's a whole other, other thing you may or may not want to talk about. Um, but let's talk about ironing, as in clothing, ironing, clothes. I do know people that iron. I really, I, I do. But there was a big story about, is ironing dead? Is it a thing of the past? Do people in younger generations even know what an ironing board and an iron is, what it's for? Um, to me, this is a, a, a dead issue for a, a, for a very long time. I never liked iron back in my younger days. My sister in the summer would hire me because she was older than me and she was working at a, a, a very good job and she would hire me to to do her <laughs> to do her ironing and then she would take it to someone else to a professional to have it done. But she would pay me. That's the kind of person my sister was. Just a way to ma- let me make some mad money. But even then, I was horrible at it. And as an adult, I've never really done it. Um, we also 
Gaz and I had someone do it for us. We used dry cleaners. We hired people when we needed, um, had clothing that required ironing. I have a steamer now, and I've had a steamer for about 20 years or, or more. They were at one time very expensive. There are different brands, and it does make a difference as to what you have. I had a, a yeah, professional size steamer when um, back in the day. I have a smaller one, much smaller one now. It's very handy, very easy to use. Many fabrics do not require ironing, and many people don't care how wrinkled their clothing is when they wear it. So it has kind of been the end of the iron and ironing according to this to this article. I think the beginning of the end or lessening of ironing was when they came out with synthetic fabrics. You put them in and you wash them and you dry them and they look great. You can pack them, roll them up in a ball, and it really doesn't matter. They're not as cool necessarily as natural fibers that's that's for sure they're much better than they used to be in that regard by blending natural and um, synthetics together but even so the things that that um, we that we have i use a steamer on and, and have for a very very long time i found it to be a very interesting article my mother when i was a child would do i mean it was like a day of of ironing that that she would do but then my dad bought her this industrial kind of iron where like you see at a dry cleaners where you put the clothes in you pull the the thing down and it steamed the clothes and it was really pretty cool it's pretty pretty big actually my mother didn't like it she wanted to use her own little system of dampening the clothes and and she was but but my mother also didn't like her dishwasher (laughs) it's like I'm okay with washing dishes. It's like no, no, this is this is not this is not good. I would dry. I should wash. I would dry, and we would talk, and we would have a really good time together doing that. But when it came time for me to have my own place, oh yeah, dishwasher was that was just not negotiable at all. My sister was the same way. It's like no, we're we're not in love with washing dishes. But but our son is the same way. He he likes washing dishes. It's okay by him and he will wash stuff up when he's here. Okay, now let's do talk about uh let's talk about Vaseline. Slugging, you know, as in slugging someone, well that's not what it means when it comes to using Vaseline as a moisturizer for your face. This is all the rage, slugging. Where you just slather on Vaseline before you go to bed, and it it uh, does great things for your complexion. This is all the rage. It, this is nothing new. People have used it for their skin forever, forever and ever, mainly because it's very cheap, and and it works uh, as a moisturizer. It's also very greasy and very messy. If you use Vaseline at night before you go to bed on your face. You need a pillowcase protector because it's very, very messy. Here's the interesting thing to me. I use a lot of different brands of moisturizers. I layer them on, serums. I layer, layer, layer before I go to sleep 
or before I apply makeup in the mornings. Um, and they're very expensive. The brands I use are very, very expensive. One that I use, it's, it's not as expensive as some of the others, is by Elizabeth Arden. Elizabeth Arden is a very old company. They have something called the 8-Hour Moisturizer. It's an 8-Hour it's supposed to last for eight hours. You can actually use this not only on your face. Primarily, it's for like under the eyes to in, at night, you go to sleep. But you can also use it on different things. Like if you get a, a, a burn or this, you can apply that. The thing about this, um, I can't remember how, how much it costs off the top of my head. It's one of the less expensive things, this Elizabeth Arden eight-hour stuff that I use, um, the number one ingredient in that is Vaseline. So there you go. But it does have other things in it as well. Vaseline creates a, a barrier. It protects your skin um, as, as a barrier from outside elements. You do need to wash that off in the mornings if you do use it as a moisturizer at night because um, and it will supposedly leave your skin very very glowy a lot of people use vaseline on their feet and then they, at night and then they will put socks on go to sleep and hands wearing gloves so it's a very very old thing but it is just all the rage right now as though it is something new i have i have vaseline and i am I am wondering about trying it on my face at night without using anything else just to see how I feel about it because I've never I've never done that and I trust my other products so much but I may it's called slugging and if you look it up it's it is the rage and dermatologists uh, endorse it and say that it does work so there is backing for the very very inexpensive although I did notice it's 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 going up in price because and the generic brand at Walmart the other day was almost sold out. So uh, Vaseline brand is it's I guess I should have been saying petroleum jelly is what is what we're talking about like in the Elizabeth Arden products. Um, petroleum jelly is really what we're talking about here. The Vaseline brand has already gone up quite a bit. So anyway, I, I found that to be really interesting. I have a couple of things I want to wrap up with. One is, uh, one has to do with Alexa. So so stick with me here. Uh, Prince William is has been in the news for a, a video that has gone viral of him having a hissy fit toward photographers, filming him when he's out riding around with his family. The thing that makes this really interesting is how they have, since the Caribbean tour debacle, they have tried, he and Kate have tried to present this very positive image of laughing, smiling, being being among the people, you know, loving the people and being a people kind of couple. Well, this debunks all of that because he lost it over this photographer filming him when he's riding his bike. Out in public, you're out in public, you're a public figure, um, get over it, William. So if you haven't seen it, it's really pretty funny. The the uh, palace is trying 
to get it scrubbed from the internet. Too late, too late. Now let's let's end the podcast today talking about Alexa. We do not have Alexa. We have enough enough things. We're perfectly capable of using a remote control to change channels. We can on our TV, we can use our own fingers and body to turn on lights and things like that. So we we do not have Alexa. We have no interest in having Alexa. And some of the people that do have it, that we know of, um, have to uh, talk to it many times to get it. To, if you have it, I I, I I don't care. It's no, again, no judgment on that. Do, do your thing and we do our thing. But here's the really creepy part that's coming out about Alexa. I find Alexa, all of it, all of that, it, you know, kind of creepy. On that's a whole other podcast. But the the creepiest thing that has come out about Alexa, in my opinion, and and sad to me. I found this to be sad, having lost so many people that I cherished in my life. Uh, you can have now. There is a capability to have the voice of dead people be your Alexa voice. And it only takes, they can do this apparently with just like a minute or less of hearing your loved ones or maybe not loved ones, but a a voice. So in theory, I suppose you could go and grab content from anyone that you like if their voice is out there and and have that put into Alexa. I don't know if there are copyright issues on, like, say, JFK, for example. Um, Is it okay to use his voice as your Alexa voice? So many questions that are unanswered for me, but kind of the premise of what I was reading, your family, you could have your family's voice. Someone that you loved could be your Alexa voice. And that, that, to me, made me, it gave me pause, and I found it to be creepy, and it could be very sad, I think. So, but that's just me, you know, uh, embrace technology for all it's worth. uh, So much of technology is fantastic. Anyway, um, thank you so much for being here. I do have some guests coming up that I think, I hope you will find interesting, uh, because I do. And I do thank you for being here and, and uh, listening as I chat while you uh, pull up your chair and get comfy. I hope that's what you do anyway. Please look us up on NorthPalmBeachLife.com, our website, where these always rest, along with lots of other fun stuff. Uh, Gary makes it easy for you to find photos and all sorts of information about um, many different things uh, on NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Our YouTube channel, by the same name, has videos, so go look those up. We appreciate it. You can find him on All Things Cruise, G-E-R-R-Y, Gary Barker, writing about travel. So just put in his name and you can see what he has written there as well. These podcasts are always available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and many other platforms in addition to our website. So thank you again, everyone, for being here. This is Pam Barker, GG in the 561. Stay with me.